You're listening to episode 68 of the Broken Glass Podcast, making connections, telling stories, and shifting mindsets with Crystal McGrath. You're listening to the Broken Glass Podcast, a podcast with a mission to highlight women in the music industry through their stories, from their successes to their trials and tribulations. We'll share tools and resources available to you to make your music dream job come to life or to start that business you've always wanted to own. But most of all, you'll be a part of the Broken Glass community where we support and encourage each other and open the doors to working in music. I'm your host, Christy Jacobson, entrepreneur, music lover, wonderluster, and dreamer. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the podcast and happy new year. I am so grateful to have you all as listeners and followers of the podcast. Um, If you follow me on Instagram uh, at Broken Glass Media, you'll see that we hit over 3,000 downloads back in December and that is all thanks to you. Um, I know for some podcasts that's uh, not a huge number, but For me, uh, you know, starting this podcast from my bedroom and still literally recording it in a bedroom, uh, it's a pretty big feat for me. And I'm so grateful to all of the listeners and all of the guests who have come on the podcast. Um, I know there are a lot of people who have been inspired to continue their career in the music industry from listening or to who've taken taken a lot from the episode and really learned from from guests and and from the artists and the businesswomen that come on here and talk to us. So it's it's a wonderful thing to to see so much love for the podcast and I thank you so much. Um, feel free to share this with your friends in the music industry or or friends in business or anybody who's looking for a little bit of inspiration. And this episode is, I think it was pretty inspirational. Um, I I got a lot out of talking to Crystal. Um, she's actually from my hometown of Calgary, Alberta, so it was really fun to talk to her. Um, we chatted uh, early in December um, before Christmas and, and the new year and that, um, but you'll hear some, some cool uh, insights from her on business and wellness and mindset. Um, and the one thing that... Um, we chat about, um, we chat a little bit about Calgary, but we talked about an event that happens in Calgary. And we were just curious, you know, how many people have heard of the Calgary Stampede? And um, so I put together a quick survey. It's just one question. Um, it's linked in the show notes and on my website. So head on over, uh, click click the survey and uh, let us know if you've heard of the Calgary Stampede or not. Um, it's just kind of fun to know, um, you know, how, how global uh, events from your hometown reach. Um, so head on over there and uh, let us know. And I hope you enjoy this episode with Crystal. Um, and I hope you get a lot out of it. And uh, be sure to head over to her website when you're done. She's got a lot of cool things going on. She's a multi-passionate entrepreneur. So um, there's pretty much something for anybody over there. And without further ado, here's Crystal. Welcome back to the Broken Glass Podcast. Today, I have Crystal McGrath with me. She is a country pop recording artist and songwriter from actually my hometown, Calgary, Alberta. So welcome to the podcast, Crystal. Hey, Chrissy. Thanks so much for having me. I am so excited to have you here. Um, thing that caught my eye when you, you first asked to be on, I was like, she's Canadian and she's from my hometown. <laughs> so it's kind of exciting to see that and and to get a chance to chat with you because you know, we, we do chat to people around, you know, the country and, and the world, but to have someone, you know, with that, uh, Albertan background is, is exciting for me. Um, so let's just kind of dive right in. So just let's tell, tell me a little bit more about yourself and what you're doing right now. Where to begin? I am a multi-passionate entrepreneur. That is a great way to sum up who I am. Um, I'm a musician, recording artist, first and foremost, though, that is my main passion in life, connecting with people, audiences, other musicians through music is just such a cool, it's such a cool job (laughs) just to be able to love what you do every day and connect on so many different levels. Connections, my number one go-to value is connecting with people. So um, to be in an industry where everything I do is all about connection is, is great. Um, recently I released my single game on in September during this crazy, crazy COVID time. It was, uh, an interesting pivot and shift. I 
spent a lot of time planning the release for this in the beginning of 2020. And we had a big tour booked and all sorts of fun, exciting things on the books for the year. And then um, the world kind of shut down, as we all know, and things shifted. So we kind of put our pivot hats on and pivoting and patience, I would say, are this year's words. Yes. <laughs> pivoting the theme of theme of 2020. <laughs> yeah, seriously. So um, we waited it out and then decided September was a good time to put it out to the world digitally. At this point, we kind of got more familiar with how things are working now, more online, more digital, just readjusting to new normals. Um, yeah. And it's been, it's been really cool to do music in a similar, but in different ways because we're not touring and not going to radio stations to promote the track and just very different, but um, it's been really cool to connect on social media and with people, not only in cities that I would typically travel to, but cities all over the world. I released the song in Australia to their um, Australian country music market. And it's actually done really well over there. It's on their commercial country stations and MTV and CMT picked up the music video. And it's pretty cool to be putting music out in different, different outlets of the world that you know, maybe I wouldn't have typically gone to because I would have been focusing on, on touring in more convenient places, if you will. <laughs> right. And it would be more about where you can actually physically go than digital. I feel like the, the pandemic opened a whole world for, for content creators and artists and, and really anybody who could take advantage of the technology that we have, right? Like it, it just, it opened the whole world to us. You know, I've connected with people from, um, you know, like I said, from the U.S. and Canada, but, you know, I, I write um, articles for a, a website called Medium, and I've connected with people from India and, uh, you know, Austria, just just people that, like you said, you never thought you would connect with. Yeah. Right? It's just, it's so interesting. You know, I think we, we all get in such, we're in such a lane, Right. And, and do what we normally do. And then this really forced us to stop and see what else was out there and where else we could, you know, promote our work or, or release music and, and connect with people. Totally. You know, and what you said, just like the ceiling has been lifted. I feel like for content creators, musicians, artists, anyone that in their job, they connect with people. Um, it's just, like this wall kind of broke down between distance. Like it didn't matter if you were talking or selling your product or sharing something or promoting something in another country because nobody can travel. Nobody can really do anything. So it's almost like we became one, one world. If you will. Yeah. Yeah. I think it brought us closer together. I, think I mean, so you know, I think in some ways, you know, it, it, you know, especially if you're political and, and whatnot. It kind of, kind of tore some people <laughs> apart, but yeah. But at the same time, like it brought us together, you know, I feel like we're all in this like shared experience and what was the, there was an ad going around here in Los Angeles. And I want to say it said, um, it's like safer at home together or something like that. Mm -hmm. Right. Where it's yeah, like, yeah. you're at home and you're by yourself, but we're all in this together. Yeah. And it's a weird concept because we don't typically live or function like that. You know, we right. typically are, oh, let's get together in big groups and celebrate and, you know, for birthdays and holidays and exciting moments and events. And all of a sudden it's like you're celebrating to a Zoom screen or to, <laughs> you know, yeah. you're just yourself in your kitchen. And it's just a completely different way of experiencing life. And part of me, I feel like, we all kind of were going at a very high rapid pace. Um, if you just kind of look at the trends, you know, going decades to decade to decade, we've really sped up in the past 10 years, I would say. Um, just the amount of workload people take on, the busy mentality. Um, and I think that's why mindfulness is so popular because we're so not mindful <laughs> that uh, we need things like that to bring us back. And in this year, I just feel like really, reshifted a lot of people's mindsets of, oh my gosh, I didn't realize I was going so hard until I was forced to slow down or my job was forced to pivot or change or shift. And now I can't see people that I always saw. And, you know, you take moments for granted and 
it just kind of puts a different perspective into yeah the I'm actually reading and I, I started it about a month or two ago and got caught up in other books but picked it back up again today it's called um can't even let me grab it it's it's right on the floor here um you sound like me with books I start reading one and then I put it down and find a new one <laughs> yeah back to the yeah old I, yeah, I'm like, oh, new book. And I, I'm, yeah. I joined a, well, I guess uh, Instagram live book club. Oh, cool. Um, when a, when uh, an actress that I follow, she started this book club. So she picks a book and then she just basically goes on Instagram live and talks about it every month. But, oh, um, so she'll promote the book and I'm like, okay, I gotta get that book. And I, you know, so I, anything that I've done, that's not part of this book club, it always tends to get pushed aside. <laughs> um, but it's okay. It's called can't even how millennials became the burnout generation. And the section I was reading today was exactly on that. How, um, basically, you know, it goes back to before the industrial revolution, right? And and the way the way we worked, and then how you know the industrial revolution came about, and then how you know once we got these office jobs, how how all this, and and now even when we're not working our job, we're still we're 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 not you know looking into leisure and in that we're we're really it's still work, you know, we're still thinking, okay, I have to do yoga. I have to connect with this person. I have to <laughs> totally you know, plan, plan this outing and, and, and really all, all of that. And I think, you know, this came out, um, just a couple months ago. So actually part of the forward does mention the pandemic. Oh, interesting. <laughs> and, and, yeah. It's, it's really good. I'm, I'm almost done with it, but it, um, yeah, it definitely touches on that and just how we, um, you know, are so go, 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 and, and we don't ever stop for leisure. And, and in that section, she doesn't reference the pandemic, but I'm sure, you know, as she was finishing this book up, she probably had thoughts about it. Yeah, <laughs> so for sure. How it's changing our lives, but yeah, it's, yeah. And I think as creatives too, we tend to, you know, we do a lot of that gig work. We work full-time and then we work side hustles or we go to shows, we practice, we have, you know, all these things to do where a lot of people, they have their nine to five and they go home and, you know, they, they don't do all this side work, but you know, we, we're just creatives. We like to keep, keep creating. Totally. Whether it's work or a new project or, you know, even the way social media just dictates how our career is going. Um, you know, just being online all the time and liking things, following things, creating content, making sure you have the right captions and hashtags. And that's a whole job in itself, you know? And, and I, I actually do love all that stuff, but it's very time consuming. So even on the downtime, when you're just scrolling, the brain is still in that active work mode. Exactly. Yeah. And, and it mentions that too, you know, just the social media and how we have to keep up with it. And yeah. it's, you know, I, I do some virtual assistant work, um, outside of my full-time job and, and the bit, you know, part of my virtual services business. And, you know, I still have to do my social media too, at the end of the day for, for the podcast and everything. And yeah, it's just, you know, these people, you know, and that's the thing about too, is, is when you're an entrepreneur, when you have a business and you find something like social media that takes up your time, at least the posting and, and all of that, you know, outsourcing to a virtual assistant can be helpful. Um, you know, I, I do a lot of that for this, this company, this other company. And um, yeah, it's, it's just, it's interesting how much it takes, takes up our lives now. It does. And it's very helpful to have a team of people work the social medias. I have a, a couple of them <laughs> working different, different pages. I think I have about six pages that are my own. <laughs> just all the different things that I do. So I have a few people, amazing girls that run those. So it's too much to keep up with on your own. Oh my gosh. It definitely is. And I, you know, I, I actually do all my own right now. Um, and it, it's a lot, especially with other things on the go. Yeah. It's a lot um, to do that and to like continue to be great at your craft, you know? Right. Yeah, exactly. And then when you have, you know, like I have you, I know you have a podcast and, you know, you have your other projects and I'm kind of the same way too. And it's, mm. you know, how do I fit all this in, you know, with everything, but, um, 
But yeah, I would like to kind of just chat a little bit about how you got involved in in music and then in, in your different creative pursuits. So can you take us a little back a little bit, like how you got started and really interested in music and the music industry? Yeah, well, if we go way back, I was a competitive gymnast growing up. Um, just as a kid, I just always wanted to go to the Olympics. That was my goal in life and from a very young age. And then I ended up breaking both my feet and had many, many injuries. And I broke one foot. And then my coach was like, no, you need to keep training. So I was training on one foot. And then I broke that foot. And it was just, it was just too much. I'm a real um, yang human. Like I just am a a go, go, go all the time kind of a person. (laughs) And clearly that started from a very young age. But um, yeah, so I had those injuries and I just my body couldn't handle it anymore. So I switched and moved over into music. My dad put me into a music program that was singing and dancing and acting. And um, I really flourished in there. It was a great way to rediscover myself and, and find just that authenticity at a young age, especially as a teenager going to, you know, through junior high, when you don't really know who you are and you don't really know who your friends are, (laughs) you don't really know who you should be. Um, It was really just a cool place to discover more about who I am. Um, cause music just was the one thing that, that really lit me up and, and made me feel like I was, you know, doing a tumbling routine on the gymnastic floor. <laughs> so, um, those were kind of my early years. And then I moved to Australia when I was done school, brought my guitar headed on over there and just played, um, as much as I could while I was there, wrote music and traveled and, and I lived there for a year and then came back moved to Vancouver um, and I started going to school actually for business and that I always knew like business tools are very important to have in the music industry because it's not just a musical business it's it's more of a business than music if anything Um, so I always knew that so and I was always been drawn to marketing business all the kind of back end of things growing up my dad was an entrepreneur so just following those kind of footsteps but School was just not the thing for me. So I would be in school and I'd be writing songs. And one day, you know, I just closed my book and walked out. And on my way out in Vancouver, they had something called the Georgia Strait, which is like a classified, uh, if you remember in Calgary, the Fast Forward magazine many years ago. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, It's kind of like that. And I opened up the page and it said, um, do you want to make a demo? And I was like, that's exactly what I want to do. So I called this guy and Winston and he ended up producing my first album it just went from walking out of school to recording a demo to recording an album which then led me to moving to Atlanta where I had my uh, music management company there and was the spokesperson for Toys for Tot they used my song as their inspirational theme song for that year just some amazing cool things and I just really got to see what it was like to quickly progressed in the music industry. And it really opened my eyes to see how quick things can happen. Um, if you just snap your fingers and things can continuously change and, and it can change the other way as well. Um, but it was very, a very cool experience and, um, I ended up, uh, moving on from that management company and, and coming back home to Calgary. And now I'm still in Calgary, which is great. It's, um, it's funny how, you have a home and you you're running away from it for so many years as a younger person and just kind of rediscovering my footing back in the same hometown. And I have uh, been here probably for 12 years now. I started the band boy and girl. Um, I met Jared when I first moved back. And so we've had a pop band um, called boy and girl for the past, I guess, 11 years now. And we've released four albums with that project and lots of touring and, performing all over the place and then um, just recently I stepped back out into my own shoes as a solo artist and the the band project is definitely still there and alive but um, there's something about just doing your own thing and just being completely true to okay this is my vision this is how I feel this is it's a different vision than a collective vision if you will so it was cool to kind of re-step into my footing and and tap back into the country music scene, which I love. And um, yeah, I released my uh, EP last year, Room to Breathe in 2019. And then this year I released my single Game On in September. So 
September is kind of like my rebirthing month. <laughs> yeah, that's and and Calgary is a great place for um, country music, if I remember correctly. Yeah, um, kind of like the Nashville of Canada. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I basically grew up on country. Um, and you know, we lived, um, we actually lived outside of Calgary in Cochrane for, um, several years when I was really young. And that's just my, my memory is I, I don't remember listening to anything but country. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that, that's what sticks in my mind when I think of Calgary and, you know, you really think of, um, you know, there's a lot of great musicians from Alberta too. And, yeah. Um, and, and then also with, with the stampede and, and all of that. And I'm sure nobody listening knows what, what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> the Calgary stampede, you know what? That's a huge, a huge thing. It, across is. The world. it actually surprises yeah. me how many people, how many people do know that we should put a little survey at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, I should, I should do that. I'll, uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll put a link in the show notes and say, you know, who's heard of it. Yeah, um, cool. yeah. Cause there are some people I mentioned it to and they're like, oh yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, no, I think that's, you know, and it's always great too, to, to, you know, have those experiences, you know, you mentioned living in Australia and then going to Atlanta and just to see other parts of the world and to get that experience and to take all that into, you know, into your work as well. Yeah. You know, it just, it gives you that opportunity where, you know, I think a lot of people, you know, if you stay in your, you know, just stay in your hometown. You don't go out and see the world and see those experiences. You don't have as much to draw from creatively. Totally. I mean, traveling has been one of the biggest inspirations, just seeing how other people live and it just restores gratitude as well. I mean, I know, I remember just being traveling as a kid, even, and, you know, dad would always be like, just point out different things that we don't have here and how lucky we are. And just instilling that gratitude at a very young age and just I think everybody should travel and see the world. And when it reopens again, everybody should be using their points. <laughs> <laughs> All the points they've accumulated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that will be me. Um, For all the online shopping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and all the, um, uh, you know, what was it? Re- redecorating their, their homes. Yeah. <laughs> That will be me for sure. I mean, I, I love to travel and, and see the world and, um, you know, even to, to go home and, and visit family. I have family still, um, just outside of Calgary and in British Columbia too. So it's always nice to, to go back and, and see people, but then also to, to go see other parts of the world too, for sure. Um, we, you talked a little bit in the beginning about, um, game on and how you had to really pivot, um, your plan and that process. Um, and I know a lot of people when they had releases scheduled for the spring, they, they pushed them because they didn't feel like it was really the right time or the right message and all that. So I'm just curious, you know, for you, was it more just logistics for it with the tour and everything or, or, you know, with you, did you feel like it just wasn't the right time to, to get it out to the world? I think I really felt just super overwhelmed and confused. <laughs> I am not a planner. Um, for most of my life, I'm not huge on planning things. And for this release, I put so much time and energy into planning. So it's very ironic that the planning didn't pan out. <laughs> um, so I think when I was like, what? I just planned all this stuff. Now what do I do? <laughs> um, it just felt like right now I don't, I don't know what the right thing to do is. And it just didn't feel like a proper time. I put so much work into that track and I really just wanted to release it in a really, with a really strong team and, and background. And I think, you know, back then nobody really knew what was happening in the music industry and things were all just starting down and it was just a very confusing time. So it kind of just felt like as much as the world needs music and love at that time, it was just like, this is not the time to focus on, releasing a new song. This is a time to really look at what you've got going on and how can you pivot? How can you shift and change things? And I really um, just put all my energy into building my businesses online. I have a fitness company called Live With Love as well. And I really just poured my heart and soul into building an online platform that people could access and still continue with meditation and fitness and all that good stuff that I offer. And and on the side of that, we were doing weekly live stream shows. So I was still putting music out 
on the weekly and, and writing music and just doing music in a, I guess, a different way. And then come September, it just really felt like, okay, we've kind of got used to this new routine, um, had a new team lined up and it just felt like the right time to put this song out. And the song's all about just going after what it is you want in life and just felt like a really appropriate, appropriate time to put it out there to the world. Yeah, that, that definitely sounds like it is. Um, yeah, I remember that time in the spring, it's just, you don't know what's coming next. And, um, you know, I think as much as I was craving new music at the time and something to take my mind off of it, I don't know how much, how focused I would have been on it, you know, it just been something to distract me. Um, so that's, you know, I, I think that's great that you were able to really understand, you know, and really trust your, your instincts on that. And, um, and find the right time and, and shift your focus too. And I think because you've got your other creative endeavors and your other, um, you know, businesses and whatnot that, you know, really works for you and then just for you to understand, okay, I'll just shift my focus here for now and then come back to it in a little bit. Um, but I'll, I'll definitely link to that single in the show notes. Everybody can go over and listen to it. And you mentioned, you know, your, your Instagram live and you have one artist behind the music. Yeah. So, yeah. So the artist behind the music, I started in September. Um, I really love talking to people. And like I was saying before, connecting. Um, And it's obviously a challenging time to connect with people because we can't really hang out normally and (laughs) things are very different. So I love supporting other artists and sharing their stories and giving shining a light on, you know, all the amazing things that people are doing all over the world. And I love, um, I love interviewing people. I just find people so interesting. So we started the artist behind the music in September, just featuring Canadian country artists. And every Tuesday and Thursday, I hopped on at 7.30 and we had 20 episodes um, between September and November. And then I started an Australian series because I was releasing my song over there. And I was like, how can I get to know people there if I can't actually be there Um, I brought the series over there and I've met some just amazing artists and and people to collaborate with from Australia there they have an amazing music scene so that's been very cool as well that series um, is still on I have 20 episodes of of that as well and it just really started picking up and we just I have a great team who works alongside me for this and um, we decided you know what it's time to make a page of its own and this is now going to be its own animal because I was finding like this is just filling up my Instagram feed <laughs> and uh this just needs to be its own its own monster so um Kyla Pearson she does all the booking and she runs the social media for that so we've moved it on over and I have I think six new series coming up I've just been batch recording like crazy it's um really cool the different types of artists we have a Nashville country a USA one the UK series um, a Canadian all genre Canadian country series we're going to do a French series and an indigenous series all sorts of things so we've got lots of fun stuff we have a holiday series right now which is just fun that's exciting yeah I, and I love that because you're you know that's why I love doing this podcast too because I connect with different women in the industry and get to know them. And, and, and I think for you too, cause you probably chat a lot about, you know, their, their background, right. And, and, and th- their processes and, and that, right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And, and just to hear and get ideas and, and, and that it's, that's, that's awesome. And I'll, I'll, uh, I'll get that, um, that handle from you and we'll put that in the show notes too. So people can follow along and, and listen live and, but yeah, and then the just sharing, you know, people from different backgrounds too. I think that's really cool. Yeah, um, it's so interesting. I just love hearing people's stories. Everybody has something different to say, even though, you know, their stories can be very similar, but very, very different at the same time. And I just find that aspect very interesting and just chatting with people about fear and not feeling good enough and all those feelings that everybody feels, but we just don't talk about it. And Um, I was in the Canada's Music Incubator program last year and we had this stage performance day and everyone started talking about how they didn't feel good enough. And 
and they'd be on stage, perform the song, and then the um, coaches would start talking to them. And what came up for a lot of people there was just not feeling good enough. And the whole room would start crying because everybody connected and felt that emotion. But and I just found that so beautiful that we were all kind of experiencing and feeling the same thing. But you would look at these people and never for a second think that they thought of themselves that way. And I just really like bringing that aspect into the show because I think it's really important to get real and authentic and share the hard stuff because that's what makes us cool individuals is that we all do suffer and we all do shine and sharing both sides of that, I think is really important. Yeah. And I, you know, I've seen people get up on stage too, and I'm like, oh my God, they have it all together. They're amazing. (laughs) And then, and then you, you know, you, you hear them, you know, you connect with them one-on-one or, or you hear them on, you know, maybe a podcast or in some other kind of interview. And that, you know, they talk about how, you know, they, how scared they get and, you know, all, and I totally get it. It's, it's that imposter syndrome that, that, that feeling, you know, whether you're getting on stage to perform or speak, or even just, you know, start a new project or something, you know, like this isn't good enough and you hold back. And I think a lot of times we really let our fear keep us from doing really awesome things. Um, What are some ways that, you know, you, either you or you've talked with your, your guests about really pushing past that, that feeling and that fear? Yeah, for me, that's definitely something I've struggled with my entire life. I mean, when I was a kid, I used to put on a fake voice so that people didn't have to hear who I really was or what I sounded like when I was singing. And um, there's just something that is so freeing about being on stage, completely being on stage or just even in your bedroom, just singing. Like, I think everybody's had that moment in their bedroom where they're just, or the shower or whatever, where you just singing and not worrying about what anyone thinks or cares about and just really tapping into that, that moment of, oh, this makes me feel good. And then coming back to the why, why am I doing this? So anytime I get freaked out, it's like, let's come to the why, why, why are you doing this? Cause you hate it. No. Cause you have to No, Cause you love it. Yes. And when you come back to that love, it kind of washes away the fear. I always find I had a moment when I lived in Atlanta, this one really just stands out to me. And I was performing in the Fox theater and there was thousands of people there. It was just me and my guitar. And I was so scared. Like I felt like I was going to throw up, pass out, just walk out of the room, (laughs) like just not do it. And I just had a moment. I stared at myself in the mirror. Like, I feel like this is a really good tool to just look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself I'm enough. I am good enough. And I've got this. You've got this. That's something my sister always says to me. And I always write it actually on my set list. I got this, but, um, just going back to that moment, I just had this, I was so nervous and it just hit me. I was just like a light switch. You can either be nervous or excited, which one pick one. And that's what you're going with. And I knew I wasn't going to walk out of the room. So I flipped the switch and turned everything I was feeling and experiencing into excitement. And there's that physical reaction. I always say this of nerves or excitement. It's all the same. It's like your heart races, you're sweaty, you're, you know, you're shaky. You just feel like you need to move. And it's that same feeling, whether you're nervous or excited. And if you can mentally switch to being excited, your body is going to still feel the same. But if your mind can switch to that word excitement, you'll just have such a better experience, if you will. So that was a cool tool to learn just early on in all of this because nerves right. can it's really about, be awful. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's all about that mindset. That's what I think what it always comes back to. And I think I'm going to use that now every time I get nervous about something. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I feel that a lot. Um, I ride horses and I do show jumping and I feel that a lot when I'm about to go jump a course and for me, it's, I, 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 I want to try and use that. Cause for me it, right now, I just kind of switched to determination. Like I can, you know, I can, I can do this part. Um, but to turn the nerves, turn it from nerves to excitement. I definitely want to try that. Um, I highly recommend see how that changes things. Yeah. yeah just no, that's... See what it does to the brain because our brains are very, very, very powerful tools and they have thousands of thoughts and we get to select the thoughts, right? I always like to say that too. Right. It's just, you get to choose if you're happy or sad at the end of the day. I mean, 
obviously there's so much more to that than just saying that, but um, we do have some choice in the matter. We choose if we, if we want to live in fear, if we want to live in love and if choosing that love path doesn't mean it's easy. doesn't mean they're not, you're not going to have bad days or hard days or hard times. Um, but you do have that choice, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's really how you see things. Um, you know, someone asked me, you know, how, how 2020 has gone for me. And, and, you know, I've, I've been very positive throughout all of this, despite, you know, a lot of things that have been thrown my way. And it's like, well, I, I found the silver, silver linings in everything. Right. You know, if it was something related to employment, okay, well, how can I pivot? What can I do? I, I really, you know, yeah, I had my days where it's like, okay, today was hard today sucked, but yeah. at the same time, you just have to shift and you have to think, okay, what, what opportunity is out there and, and find that opportunity. You really have to do that. I mean, I feel very blessed and lucky that I have that capability to quickly do that, to flip that switch. Um, I know it's hard. I will not say that it's an easy thing to do because it sounds, it sounds so easy, but when you actually try to do it, if you don't have the tools, it's not yeah. right. But when you dig in and you do the work and you, you find the tools to help you flip the switch. It's, it's just so much better. So yeah. much better. Oh, it, it took me years to get to that point. You know, mm, I remember oh, when I was teenager and in college, you know, I, I never, you know, everything was just hard and it was hard and, and I never saw that silver lining. And so it's, it's been years to, to work through that, but, you know, I think once you get to that point, you know, like, I'm like, there's no other way for me to look at it. So well, why, exactly. why, you know, I was just chatting with my dad the other day and, and I said something about anger came up. I'm like, I don't really know if I even know what that feeling is. And he, he laughed. He's like, it's cause you got it all out when you were younger. <laughs> I was like, Oh, I was angry. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I definitely went through that period where everything, you know, was super negative and I don't know if I was, I mean, I do have my, my anger moments, but I, I keep it in internalized. <laughs> I don't yeah, let it for sure. No, <laughs> um, yeah, no, it takes work. Do the work. It does the best advice really. Yeah. Um, I guess kind of along the lines of, of empowerment and, and, you know, and mindset shifts and all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, we, we talk on the podcast a lot about being a woman in the music industry and, and the experiences we've had, and I, I always ask this question of my guests, you know, did you come across any, any resistance as a female musician, artist, songwriter, and how did you overcome that? Yeah, it's an interesting question. I feel as though I don't perceive situations in that way, if that makes sense. Like if someone says no, or if a sticky situation, I don't know if my brain's ever gone to oh, it's because I'm a female or, be, or the situation is because I'm a female. Um, and, you know, maybe certain things could have been that way. I think I'm just really a really persistent person. <laughs> and it's just every no leads to a yes. And right. quite often when I hear, when there's struggle or resistance or no's, I just try not to really even give it too much attention, too much awareness. I'm like, okay, what's next? as opposed to sitting in that, okay, well, why did this happen? Or, or feeling that out. And I'm, I'm just thinking back to maybe years ago before I had that, that mindset, but nothing's really sticking out to me as, as a bad experience of, of being female in the industry. I mean, you, let's look at the radio stations for a moment and, and we'll see like that it's majority male musicians being played on the radio. Um, that's just a trend that's happened. Um, do I think that's fair? Probably not, right? And there's been so many active campaigns um, of female musicians really fighting for more female music on the on the music and just or on the radio, sorry. And I'm all for that. I I just really feel like as a female working in the music industry or any industry, see yourself as an equal and move through it as an equal. Mm -hmm. And when you have that mindset, I just really feel like there's no limitations and there's no blocks and don't ever let yourself think you can't do something because you're female. Don't think you're not good enough. Don't think you don't have enough strength or support or 
or any of those things, I think just put your boss hat on and go after it. Right. It all comes back to, to mindset and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, you know, feeling like you are good enough and, and you can do the job and, and get out there. And, you know, I, I agree with the, the radio thing. I mean, even I listened to both country and alt radio yeah. and I've noticed it on both. Um, mm-hmm. There was one, one time I, I went, cause a lot of radio stations that have websites, they'll now, you can see what's been played in the last, you know, several hours. Yeah. And there's one time I went through, I think it was alt radio and it was like one female artist was played within like an hour and it was, yeah, it was, it was pretty crazy. And I know, you know, countries really had that. I mean, you had, you know, the, you know, you've got, what was it? Nineties with, um, you know, Reba and Martina and Shania and a lot of those artists. And then it kind of went back towards a lot of the, I don't, I don't want to call it bro music, but (laughs) (laughs) that kind of, yeah, a lot of the, you know, a lot of the male, it got, became very male dominated again. And, um, I think I I've seen a little bit more of a trend, you know, especially with artists like Kelsey Ballerini and Marin Morris and, and those really pushing to, to get more females on the radio. Um, but yeah, I think that's, that's the one place, especially in, in country. I've really seen that, that struggle for people. Yeah, I would. Yeah. I am, a. Uh pro more females on the radio <laughs> all about it mm-hmm. I, yeah and like going back to the 90s female music that was like female empowerment time like Lilith Fair and all these amazing mm-hmm. female country artists and just really great music came out of that time that time genre yeah, yeah. and I listened to <laughs> there's a, a local country station here um that they they play a lot of it's not just the new music it's a lot of older music too. So you'll listen to like a top hit from, you know, this year. And then the next thing you know, you're listening to like an eighties or nineties song. Nice. And it's, it's really cool to, to have that and go back to those, those times and my memories of growing up. In so good. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So wrapping up here uh, a little bit, um, do you have, you know, I guess we mentioned a lot of, of advice for, you know, getting through fear and, and, and those feelings, but do you have any, any advice or resources you'd recommend to other women or other artists looking to get started uh, in the music industry? Yeah. Well, resources, there's so much information online. Like there's just everything that you need to know. You can go to Google, you can go to YouTube. I would say do as much education, free education online that you can learn about royalties, learn about streaming, learn about radio, learn about songwriting, Um, about having a manager and when to get a manager. A lot of people think they need a manager right off the bat, but you can't have a manager until you know how to manage yourself is something, some really strong advice I'd like to share with people. Um, Know who you are, do the, do the work. Um, Personal development is something that's so important. um, And it's been such a gift to me in my life is just really digging in, you know, to the yucky stuff that maybe you don't want to look at and, let yourself grow from there, like get ugly, have a bad day and, and figure out why that bad day is there. Um, and you'll find you have less bad days when you start to understand why they're occurring. Um, there's just so many different, different tools. I'm actually starting a program called artist wellness, and it's all going to be around meditation, movement, nutrition, mindfulness, um, and we'll sprinkle some business tips and it'll be just a really nice community for people to join that they can have tools to take care of themselves. Because I find a lot of artists are constantly just on the road or thinking about just business and what's next and how do I do this better? And, and then you forget to take care of you and you are the most important thing that you, that you have. So take care of yourself first Um, that would be some really great advice. Do a yoga class, meditate, fitness, whatever kind of movement makes you feel good. Take that, go find that and seek that. And uh, I could talk for hours and days (laughs) on all of this kind of stuff. So, but I I do have an artist wellness program and it's going to be launching um, just at the end of 2020 here into the new year. So I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely share that um once that comes out because that's that's awesome. And it's it's kind of funny because about two years ago, right when I first I started the podcast and I was like, okay, what kind of 
what kind of services can I offer? What kind of coaching can I offer? And that was actually something that came across my mind that I was thinking of doing. And I, I wrote out like modules for a course on it. And then it just didn't feel right to me at the time. So I love that somebody is taking initiative and, and, and doing something like that. Cause that was like something that I, I saw an opening for, and it, there's definitely, I think a need for something like that right now, for oh, sure. I too. I just think, um, it's one thing we're lacking is just the self-care aspect mm-hmm. of, of life sometimes. And that's the most important. I cannot stress how, how important that is just recently. Like I was mentioning, I'm just go, go, go all the time, but you know, now I start my days meditating and doing a short yoga practice and doing a vocal warm up and having a tea instead of spinning and coffee and emails. It's just a very different way to start the day. So yeah. Yeah. I've been trying to implement that too. I used to, well, when I worked in an office, you know, I'd get up and, you know, have my routine of getting ready and all that. And then as soon as we came to work from home, I work, start work at 8 a.m. I was rolling out of bed at 745. Right. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I can't do this anymore. <laughs> yeah. It just you doesn't know? take brain in the. Yeah. Cause I was then, you know, I, I was just starting my coffee and, you know, I'd get customers on the phone and I was like, I, you know, my brain was elsewhere. And I think setting routines and taking care of yourself, especially first thing in the morning really helps you set the intention for the day right? And it, it sets the tone and, you know, it, it really helps you clear your head and get focused on what you need to do and where, you know, who you are, who you are even, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly. It. It's important. Yeah, for sure. And then I, I also, like you said earlier, was about um, managing yourself before you hire a manager. Mm-hmm. And I think that is so important too. And and the one thing I, I tell people when they they ask me, you know, different things is, you, you don't need to be an expert in every single piece of the music business, but you need to know, you need to understand how each of it works. Right. So I think that's, that's so important being, you know, managing yourself before hiring a manager is because if you just jump right into hiring a manager, then there's a lot of the business that you don't, you don't know. Right. And, and, you know, for whatever reason you hire, you bring the wrong person on, you're not going to know when things go wrong. Right. But if you at least understand the rule and understand what needs to take place, then you'll be able to say, no, no, that's not how, <laughs> how yeah. I want that to work. You really, then you understand how to manage your own career and you can just hand off the, you know, a lot of the tasks to the person. But I thought that was great advice. I think, I think it's so important to just understand every, you know, at least understand how things work and yeah. then, and have a few source. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's okay. That's how we learn. Yeah, exactly. Um, last two questions here before we go. Um, do you have any favorite books or podcasts or artists that inspire you? Ooh, yes, I do. I, um, oh, what am I reading right now? There's so many things that I love. You know what? Um, one of my really good friends, she just wrote a book called The Goddess Nest. Highly recommend checking it out. It's a little blend of poetry and rituals and it's just really all about self-care. And it's just a beautiful, easy read. It's one of those books you can open up and, you know, read a page and then go on, go on about your day, which is the perfect book for me. Cause as I said, I like to pick up books and then pick up another book. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. (laughs) So that's a beautiful one. Uh, What else am I reading? you know I don't remember titles of books so I'm not uh not the best person to ask about books I wish I was better at it but there is actually another book that's great by a soul cycle instructor two terms from zero that's another book I've been kind of pushing my way through and it's just all about overcoming fear and overcoming struggle and pushing pushing yourself to be the best version of you so that's another Another great book I would recommend. I love the Jenna Kutchner. I think that's how you say her name. Podcast. Uh, yes. Bigger. That's a great one. Um, that really inspired me to start my own podcast. So that's been a big influence. I, I really like her, her conversations and her tips. It's 
a feel good, feel good podcast for mm-hmm. any business entrepreneurs out there. Yeah. I follow her on, uh, on Instagram and I love seeing her, um, just, you know, the, the different things that she does and she's really focused on, especially her family and her adorable daughter. Um, and she's, she's an awesome one to follow. Just she's real, right? Like, yeah. you know, you, you have some of these entrepreneurs and you're kind of like, mm. <laughs> I don't know how authentic totally. this is, but she's just, I feel like she's such an authentic person that, yeah. um, she's very inspirational. Yeah. Big fan. And I'm trying to think what other podcasts, Maria, For- Maria Forleo, mm-hmm. terrible at pronouncing she's, good <laughs> she's also really great. I like following her as well. Yeah. A lot of those, um, I love a lot of those, uh, you know, female entrepreneur, um, podcasts that are out there. Um, they're, you know, they, they've got great advice and they're all, you know, they all are all focused on that entrepreneurship, but they all have their own, I guess, kind of niches within, within that. And, um, you know, they, they're, they're awesome to follow all of them. So good. And I wish I had time to listen to more, but, um, but I'm usually working on something. So (laughs) So, I'm talking. Yeah. No, I, I usually do when I drive to visit my parents, I download as many as possible. (laughs) My listening time when I drove places and now I don't really drive anywhere. So yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Now it's like, I go down the street to the grocery store. It's not enough time to listen to a podcast. Um, yeah, well, I'll, I'll definitely share those, um, in, in the show notes and I want to check those out too. Cause, um, you know, those sound like they're right up my alley as well. So I'll link to all that. And then last question here, um, where can my audience find and connect with you? Crystalmcgrath.ca is your best location to find me. Um, that's kind of where I put everything from my music to my band, to my right to dream foundation, to my live with love company, to my coaching, all that stuff. It's all crystalmcgrath.ca links to my Instagram. Um, all socials are crystal McGrath. So you can find me there. Perfect. I will, uh, I'll link to that and, um, have everybody go there to find you. Amazing. Thanks. All right. Thank Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, Crystal. This was awesome. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. That time just flew by. It was great chatting with you. Thank you for listening to the broken glass podcast. If you like the show and want to know more, visit www.brokenglassmediallc.com subscribe to the podcast, and don't forget to leave a review. Join me each week to hear new stories, learn all about the tools and resources available to you, and get tips for building a career in music. If you're interested in becoming part of a community of supportive women in music, join our secret community on Facebook at the Broken Glass Collective.